0: Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scanny Johnny Podcast. And I am your not so humble host, Jonathan Barnett, with you as usual. And with me, as per usual, is Aaron Flottam. Hey Aaron? John,
1: what's going on, man? It's uh it's been a week. It's been a week, I'll tell you that much.
0: <laughs> it's been a week. Yeah, Pain. not not a not a ton. I mean, we're gonna go into kind of a weird week here where we will have no Packer game. Uh, right. But there will be a badger game this week. So we got that to look forward to. Yep. Uh, just a couple other little things here and there along the way. And of course, brewers continue to have, uh, some interesting, meaningful time and holding a lead. So that's always fun to see. And, uh, yeah, plenty to go over here. Uh, before we meet again, though, Aaron's going to have a birthday. So that's fantastic. Now, I'm going to have, I'm
1: going to have a birthday. So we got that coming on. I uh, had some <laughs> birthday celebration stuff this last weekend. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's cool. And the kids start school on my birthday as well. I don't know. Did your kids start already? I forget.
0: No, we start on the first here in, in okay, central. Okay, so yeah, yeah, Wednesday,
1: my birthday. Okay, yeah, some, just like us.
0: Some schools around here have started, but ours, the, yeah. this one has, we have not. So it's, we're
1: it's a we're, weird year with the timing because usually my kids start the Tuesday after Labor Day, but yeah. that'd be the eighth. So that doesn't work, the 7th or whatever, so that doesn't work. So, yeah, they okay. said on my birthday, so that's cool. And uh, uh, Rubitude will be in 3rd grade, and Andrew will be in 1st grade. We had their open house tonight. That was super cool. So that's some that's some goings on. I, I turned 42 years old, so I'm officially a middle-aged white guy now, oh, John, God. like you are. I am not. Those... I'm
0: still <laughs> in my prime.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I'm in my prime. I'm in my prime. <laughs> not me thank thank you thank you doc holiday um Such a and then uh, uh of course uh of course there was a hurricane that slammed into louisiana yesterday and uh we're not out of the weeds on that one yet kids nobody's no. told me we're not going yet so uh oh yeah sitting so yeah, here with no, bated breath waiting on that one <laughs>
0: Five thousand national guard soldiers from uh the I know texas and alabama mississippi and louisiana it sounds like are uh on their way in so in route, yeah. Best of luck and, and Godspeed to everybody down there, and uh, hopefully everybody's everybody's as safe as it can be because um, that's that is no joke. Does um, uh I don't you know this I'm sure Aaron, but um we were at Camp Shelby just outside Hattiesburg when um, Katrina blew right over the top of me. Yeah, and we uh just hunkered down in place, and then our um yeah Camp Shelby was fairly well destroyed. We had a PX, mm-hmm. but it had no power for well over a week. This is an army base. We could not train for days because none of the ranges could work because we had no power. Um, right. We we had some places where we had some generators, so we could charge phones. But it yeah. didn't matter once I charged my phone because there were no cell towers. Cell towers, yeah. So it didn't much matter. Eventually, um, the army flew in a um, a satellite linked uh, what you call it? ATM. And so we could pull right. out cash and we could go into the PX. They would have somebody walk through the store with us and write down all the prices as we were getting stuff. And then we'd have to bring that little sheet to the front and then they'd tally it up by hand and we'd do cash only.
1: Oh, dear. With a with deep south uh, education, <laughs> too. That's yeah. got to be interesting.
0: So, yeah, hey, that was by plan. the way,
1: that was the, six, that was the 16th anniversary of. The exact uh, day. Yeah. Yeah. That's yesterday, cool. right?
0: Yeah. No, the same day. It's the exact same, same. day. Yeah. 29th of August, 16 years apart.
1: Yeah, And, uh, yeah, which we'll makes see. sense. I mean, it is hurricane season, but the levees didn't break out this time by the sounds of it. So it's more or less just what happens when a yeah. giant hurricane slams into landfall. So, now, um, bad. usually, usually the local national guard units in the area tend to take care of themselves. And so this, that, and whatnot, it's, uh, I, I, I knock on wood when i say this i think i think we're not right. gonna get called up for this one but uh, uh it depends upon how bad it is so
0: right i don't know as long as they can keep it more together than that that last one went so yeah yeah so godspeed to everybody in, in louisiana and elsewhere um but in the meantime we're gonna <laughs> keep talking sports i guess
1: you can't hear us this week because they have no power yeah. or cell phone so but yeah
0: we're gonna keep on doing uh doing sports here at this point because you know we're we're gonna keep on doing what we do at this point, and, and do what we can. We'll remind you quickly before we get into our show that you can follow this show on Twitter at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host, and Aaron, you're on Twitter. Where do people follow you?
1: You can find me at uh, Cheddar Talk, John. Cheddar Talk is the place to find me.
0: Perfect. All right, everybody, let's uh, let's get right into it right away with what we like to call our main event. Starting things off with. The main event. Alright, so main event. We're, we're back to talking Packers uh, again. Uh, just because uh, we Packers. have Packers talk. So, as so long as we have Packers talk, we're going to talk Packers. And um, the Packers talk this week is mostly, I, I guess, what I have comes down to two basic ideas here, Aaron. The first one is, mm-hmm. I guess, what do you think about not playing the starters at all.
1: Um, I, uh, uh, yeah, that's a, um,
0: it's a weird question. I know it's, it, I mean, it's, it's a weird hard to question.
1: Carry. I've heard, I've heard a lot of varying opinions and, uh, uh, I haven't been into the sports talk grinder as much this week, pretty much because like I said, last week on the show, I kind of veer away from preseason football. Um, I, uh, Especially, okay, so the Bills were in the AFC Championship last year, yep. and they at least marched out their starters for a bit of a dress rehearsal.
0: Yeah, everyone but Diggs uh. played the, the first half, basically. Right, right. maybe and, not the entire uh, first half, but they Mahomes, played
1: Mahomes was playing down in Kansas City with the first teamers, yep. um, and Tom Brady was out slinging it around for the Bucks, and um, I'm... I don't know I, the, what's going on in green Bay right now with the whole Aaron Rodgers thing is kind of weird because it's basically, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on that they're holding out all these stars and they're not playing them. It's like, as if I, I don't know if they're doing this to make, make a point that we're going to run things Aaron Rodgers way. And you can see what the consequences are. If we let the quarterback run the team, um, and you can't rightfully start the other starters if the quarterback is flat out saying I'm not playing. You know that's yeah. it, it's it's uh, it's an interesting dynamic. You don't know what happens behind closed doors, and I'm not one to guess either. But these guys going to be super rusty week one, like as much as the practices or not. I mean, they're going to look it's, like the first team starters. We talk about this every year, John. It's not you say that you can tell the years Aaron Rodgers doesn't play in the preseason; he stinks the first couple weeks. Well, Stinks no. is
0: relative, but he's not the same. And I did the math on these. I wrote it for an article for Grilling Truth a couple years back. Mm-hmm. And I've you know, gone through his actual preseason and compared them to, first off, the first four games of the season. And then what does it mean in terms of the first half of the regular season? Or eight games, mm-hmm. which is not entirely a half anymore of a season. But when he attempts 25 or fewer passes in a preseason, his first four-game average is about, well, it's 10.1 rating points lower on his quarterback rating, right? So 20.1 points from 106.5 to 86.4. That's the average uh, each year. Also, his completion percentage goes down from uh, 70.7 to 64.5. Now, 64.5 is a very good completion percentage. And, mm-hmm. I mean, 86 is not the greatest quarterback rating. You'd rather have the 106. But well, 106 is fantastic. I guess the one thing in those numbers, though, is we haven't had one where we've tried to compare it, what happens. And, and again, I want to make sure we, we bring this out. These are correlational stats. These are not causal. I, you know, I don't have a direct causal link for what does this, but there's a significant correlation, at least, meaning – I can't say that the fewer snaps causes this, but significantly and repeatedly when he has 25 or fewer uh, pass attempts, not just snaps, pass attempts in a preseason, it does correlate to having a weaker first four games. Now over the eight game average, it comes back to being fairly comparable, mm-hmm. but for four games, this can be rough. And you know, we haven't done it where and, he's and, had it. And, where and, he, and people and people yeah.
1: say, "Oh, well, last year he didn't have a preseason, and he came out firing right out the gate." But nobody nobody did. had pre, nobody had a preseason yeah. last year. So basically, he was playing game one of the preseason against everybody else, and yeah. and and in empty stadiums too. On top of it, and I don't care how good you are at something, you can't just take six months off, and then the first snap you take is against the first team, Saints defense with uh, uh, Cam help me. Jordan. Cam, Cam Jordan Brown. barreling down from uh, the end against your backup left tackle because <laughs> your starting left tackle is on the bench with a yeah. knee injury. You know, like that's not the time to like, oh, now I'm fine. And in practice too, like they they were red jerseys and it's not the same. So it's not like I mean he's yeah. really good, but it's still at the same time it's it's Kind of pompous and arrogant, which I mean, mean, that's uh, these are synonymous with Aaron Rodgers, pompous and arrogant. But I mean, it's very pompous and arrogant to think I don't need any warm up whatsoever. And I'll just walk out game one and do this thing.
0: But they did it with everybody, which is the other weird thing. Yeah,
1: that's the other thing. Yeah, like the numbers I talked about. Everybody else, that's not Aaron Rodgers. How about Aaron Jones? Yeah. And the numbers I talked about back and has had a couple good seasons, but and the offensive line. (laughs) <laughs> you know, right. like, how about the offensive Aaron, line because cohesion is huge and has, jones hasn't been playing in the league for 17 years yeah he's been in for four years so yeah it'll be and not only that it, it, yeah. it to not have any kind of game speed stuff and yeah you can get hurt in the preseason but you can also get hurt in game one of the season because you're not ready because you haven't seen game speed yet
0: yeah i mean I think with the decrease in actual time in camps, haven't we seen increases in injuries early season as well? So, I mean, like, it's, I mean, it's a crapshoot. It just, it just is. And we'll just have to kind of see how that, that works out. I guess the other thing is the numbers I gave earlier. I mean, that's, those are the numbers. They're not, you know, whatever. But the the other issue is yes, First off, like we just said, there those numbers when everybody else is still practicing at the same rates as normal. Also, he mm-hmm. had mini camps. He completed. He was in the mini camps in those years. He didn't skip out on on an off season worth of work. So it's um, it is a very different sort of way of looking at it. And we don't know. I mean, it doesn't mean it's it's it, it, it's, it's not a death knell or anything like that. Like
1: they still had winning records it's, in those it's like years. like so wrapped around the axle because it happened one year to Jordy Nelson. You know, yeah. the great white hype. He he got knocked out in the preseason one year, and we lost him for the year. And it affected us because at the time, Jordy Nelson was an all-pro wide receiver. I hate to tell you this, but it happens to everybody. And it just happened to get the Packers that year. You know,
0: yeah. Every,
1: every preseason, some all-pro does something. Ask the Vikings about losing Teddy Bridgewater in the preseason on a non-contact play that almost resulted in the amputation of his was, leg.
0: And that wasn't a practice game. That was not even a game. That was just practice. He just went and back is, and planted and fell over.
1: Right. How did we lose David Bakhtiari at the end of last year? Not in a game. Not in a in game. In practice yet again, in a yeah. non non-contact injury. Like right. it's just and and so it happened to get it happened to get Jordy Nelson in a preseason game. It happens every year to one team. One team gets just absolutely just, yeah, something, yeah, side, side swipe by having one of their really good players get hurt. Now, look at Jacksonville this year, like the big injury so far. Uh, Etienne, you know, got yeah, hurt before he ever rough. played his first NFL game. Will he ever be good in the NFL? We don't know because he's a rookie, but that's still a pretty big shot. Like, now they have to, you well, know plan and that team,
0: and- they've got. Uh, you know they've already got Ian Robinson a guy who can who can carry and be the leader in that backfield and then behind him they've got Carlos Hyde as the backup and you're kind of like all right they'll still be okay ATN was a, a nice piece but
1: right and that's and that's the way it was with Jordy Nelson was I, I, when Jordy Jordan Nelson got hurt it hurt but i mean it is what it is i mean or you skip the whole preseason like Aaron Rodgers did uh what 4 years ago and then he get hit, gets hit in the knee on the first <laughs> second drive of the game against the Bears is out the rest of the first half and then has to play the rest of your on a bum leg. It's like Yeah. You don't you don't know. And like I, I guess not playing in the preseason uh will keep you from getting injured. But at, at what cost? Like are you ready to play in games and other guys who have some game speed stuff going on? Um because yeah like you said Aaron Rodgers and all pro one of the greatest of all time. They kept out thirty one starters. They're not all oh. the best people. They're not the best <laughs> players at their positions. Now, some of them are. Simple. You could argue Devontae Adams is. Yeah. Sure. Jair. You could argue Aaron Jones might be. Uh, Jair might be. You know, Jair's fending for it, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, there are players on the scene. Elton Jenkins. That He's one person I would like to not see in a game in a preseason because that dude <laughs> is the center of the universe. I was saying to Pete Owen the other day, like, he might be the best offensive lineman in the nfl because he can play all five positions yeah well yeah (laughs) the rest of them play one position well and maybe the opposite side of the line and if you're a center you're just a center you can maybe play guard but guards can't necessarily play center you know elton jenkins can play all five positions well so anyways but i mean yeah you keep those guys up but i mean there's marginal players that didn't play preseason games
0: (laughs) right and here's the thing is is like it's a a statistical evaluation of what those guys can do and what they, you know, whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to give you the same numbers that he normally does. The numbers I listed are still okay, and they're fine. The thing to remember is who are we going to be playing in these first couple weeks? Our first two games are against the Saints, which if you're thinking about the Saints like they used to be, that's not the Saints anymore. Right. Uh, Michael Thomas will not be playing. Because um, he's crazy. Yeah, well, no, and he's hurt. He is well, too, he's but... gonna be on he's on the pup list, so he won't be playing for several weeks. Which makes he, it... might be
1: on the, he might be on the better side of Hurt if he wasn't crazy and took care of it in the first place. It but could be possible.
0: Marquez, Callaway, uh Deontay Harris, and Traquan Smith. Those Marquez are Callaway, I love
1: his golf clubs.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, it's that's the receiving core we're looking at here. They got a decent offensive line. I mean, they got mm-hmm. uh Caesar Ruiz, um Ryan Ramchick, of course, who was it Wisconsin and UWSP? Uh Andrews mm-hmm. Pete is pretty good. Terron Armstead is 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 very good. Um they've just named that Jameis Winston's gonna be their starter in week one. So I mean those guys got, are okay. Those him and Taysom Hill are like okay guys. Um yeah and, and Jameis
1: Winston's got the tools. The Jameis, you got Lieutenant Jameis, you got new eyes
0: Yeah. Well it's That's right. I don't, it'll be interesting.
1: Jeez. <laughs> yeah. But he's yeah, he's, no, he's, like, he's like Ricky Wild thing Vaughn, you know, put some glasses on him and now he's great <laughs> Yeah, get him LASIK and
0: then he'll be fine. Right. He's got tools. I mean, he definitely there was a point just, just like two years ago where he got them to the playoffs and everyone was like, look at this team. This team is up and coming. They're fantastic. They're deep everywhere. And they've got a quarterback. And then he had one bad year and they're like, oh, my goodness, this team is terrible. And it, I mean, it was hmm. a bad year. It was 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. The biggest thing Tom Brady did for that team was not throw even ten picks. Thirty picks, picks. yeah. <laughs> he threw, well, I mean, he threw three against the Packers in a championship game and was not good and won, but he wasn't that bad. <laughs> they were good enough.
1: Well, and Janus and, was rocking twenty-one uh, twenty vision at the time or one twenty twenty vision. I don't know. I don't wear glasses, so I don't know how that stuff works. But yeah, I like the force um, it. and he was blind a The dude still threw thirty touchdowns, though, yeah, in spite of his thirty picks. Because the it's no
0: joke. Very good <laughs> receiving core. That's a very good receiving core and a great defense. They yeah. gave them a lot of opportunities. So, yeah. The, the defense yeah. there is still pretty good. They got a good defensive backfield. Um, this Packer team has scored against them before. The biggest things mm-hmm. on this team now, though, are going to be, you know, they're going to have to get big time numbers out of uh, uh, Kamara.
1: All right. I mean, like, yeah. He, I mean, he still main, got it, too. How many touchdowns did he score against the Vikings week 14 last year? I think it was six touchdowns. It should have something. been seven. Yeah.
0: Something. But, I mean, like, the big thing is just he's the center point of that entire offense because Taysom Hill is a good gimmick. Um, but he can't, he, he can't be your every down guy. I mean, he can, I guess, be your every down guy. He'll be fine. But he's not Drew Brees. He won't be anywhere approaching Drew Brees at any point in his career. He just won't.
1: No, I... I remember there was one of the trick plays where he launched the ball as far as he possibly could, and it was a rainbow shot that went about fifty-five yards. Like, a, I mean, he, he it looked like so, so, so the the equivalent to the trajectory if Aaron Rodgers would have thrown the ball, it would have went eighty-five yards. Yeah. Taysom Hill doesn't have a real strong arm; like, no. he is not a big arm quarterback. He's, so that's part yeah. of being a, a Chad Pennington was one of the few quarterbacks with a weak arm. That can get away with being a starter, and that's because Chad Pennington was crafty as hell and was overcoming multiple shoulder surgeries and stuff like that. And still, only lasted a couple of years in the league. Yeah. You know, like Matt Flynn, great leader, good quarterback, pop gun arm, can't do it. You know, it, well, and like, that's the thing. Taysom Hill is a is a tight end that can run fast, who happened to play quarterback.
0: Well, like Brady Tun- last four Bob, or five Bob years. Bob
1: played. Bob Tunyon played quarterback in college too. Well, so like Brady,
0: Brady, the last four or five years has not been a big arm quarterback, but he's yeah. he knows who he is. And he's very accurate. Five yards downfield and he can do that very well. He doesn't need to put deep Peyton Manning in his last year, the year they won the Super Bowl, could not throw the ball downfield and everybody knew at, it.
1: at, at, still at that enough. point, you're so cerebral, though, and you can read every defense that's out there in front of you and you can. And his ball placement was need good. The arm. And yeah. his ball
0: placement was so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's go into the other question I had because I said there were two. First one is you know, amount of time we had stuff like that. The other one is kind of our feelings on on Jordan Love at this point because J Lo is out there and got some good time this week. He didn't play last week, mm-hmm. but this is the this is this is where where everybody's preconceived notions come in. It's um, how much did you hate him and how much does that mean that you think he was terrible or that he was really good? because <laughs> my my take, since i'm I've got this my show. Uh, his first off, like, he looked confident, right? Like, he looked confident. Right. Yeah, um, he, he did. Th- he threw one of the stupidest picks I've obviously seen since Brett Favre right. stopped being a Packer. Or
1: young Aaron Rodgers, mind you.
0: Yeah, but that one, it was a rolling out, stepping backwards, throwing... D- I mean, good arm strength getting it there, but, I mean, that was... I think, what was it? It was... um. Bagleton being double covered with Micah Hyde and Tre'Davious White, and I told somebody yeah. I was like, "That's a zero percent chance of completion." They're like, "Well, you make yeah. that sometimes." I'm like, "Not with that receiver, and not with that <laughs> coverage." And I was like, he, "He's like, oh yeah, no, that's right." I was like, "Okay,
1: good. But, but but you're right. It does show it shows confidence on his behalf, you know, like to even try and make the throw, and also too. So it was either uh, Eli Berkowitz or Pete Bukowski, one of the two, put up a side by side of um, him yeah. making that throw versus Aaron Rodgers making just a s- completely stupid throw in a preseason game, his yeah. rookie year, and it was the same thing rolling out to the wrong side. One was Love <laughs> throwing to the end zone, Rod- The other one was Rodgers just throwing to the middle of the field, and it looked like him trying to be Aaron Rodgers or him trying to be Brett Favre, yeah. and then this one looked like him trying to do Love looked like he was trying to do the things that Aaron Rodgers tries to do. And does Probably like Honestly, yeah. roll, roll to the left across the body, shift your hips, toss them around. It's just, it was an ill-advised throw, you know, but I mean, to your, to your point though, um, what what, what do we think about it? The people who want to get on him about that he's terrible. He's going to be a bust. This is, this is awful. This uh, no wrong. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. This kid showed good confidence. He showed good body mechanics. He showed good body language um, for a kid who's underneath a, an immense amount of scrutiny and pressure following up the air apparent or trying to be the air apparent to the air apparent. And, you know, um, and, and he was playing with a third string team that against starters, he was playing yeah. against Buffalo starting squad with, 31 starters of the Packers sitting on the bench. So he had no receiver. Like you said, he was starting to Begleton. Yeah. He's probably not going to be on the team as of noon tomorrow. You know, <laughs> almost. Certainly, uh, yeah. So unless something happens, but I mean, like, you know, I think Randall or uh, Amari Rogers is the only person that's going to be playing on Sundays that he had a chance to throw to maybe some of the tight ends. He's sitting behind a second string line where they're trying to figure out who's going to be the next guard, you know, and I think for this, the set of circumstances, you know, not having a preseason last year, not playing in any games last year. Um, I don't know. Maybe took a couple snaps and garbage time, but um, it was what it's what you expect. Like, and not only that, it's the most structure and it's the most longevity of coaches he's ever had since he left high school.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, at Utah, he, he had Utah state state, yeah. Utah, Aggies. Utah state. Yeah. Utah state. He had four coordinators in four years, yeah. And then he came to the Packers for his fifth one in fifth year, five years, five fifth one in fifth years. <laughs> Good job, Aaron. <laughs> Anyways, but then so now he's had he's had some consistency for two years, you know. And so, and I hate to tell everybody, but you know, if if you're gonna if you're gonna crap all over Jordan Love and uh, pray to God the Packers <laughs> keep Rogers, um, we're gonna lose a lot of other players if we want to keep Aaron Rodgers. So you better be cheering for because he's gonna take up way too much money, or you know. We're not going to have yeah. Devontae Adams next year if we keep Aaron Rodgers and well, stuff like that. Well, if you lose Devontae look,
0: Adams, Aaron Rodgers won't stay anyhow. Right. I, mean, I think that that's just kind of where we are on that.
1: So, so the, you better be cheering for this kid, and you better look at what he did and go, well, good. At least, he didn't, at least he didn't pee himself on the sidelines and vomit on his way out to the huddle and make egregious mistakes. There was one screen where he where he took the snap, backed up, looked to the right side of the field, and then last second flipped and dropped it off to Hill, and it was just a short little screen, but it was how you do it. Like yep. he stared to the other side of the screen to the last second turned and this didn't even, I was starting to throw to the left to Hill before he even looked that way. The motion was already going the other way. That's, I mean, that's good. He, I mean,
0: he had several plays too, where you, I mean, the timing was very good. He had a couple where he plants his foot and throws before the receiver makes his break because he knows where the break is, which means he knows the, other, the offense and he had the timing down uh, and the passes were pretty good. Um, he came back out after that, that interception and he went right back down the field. They had a ton of yards. He just didn't finish drives. Uh, and the biggest thing that I guess I worry about, I guess I don't really even worry about it. The biggest thing that he works on next is ball placement, you know, like, Mm -hmm. yes, they caught the ball, but is it in stride? Does he have to kind of leap to get it? Do you have that one, like Malik Taylor had to kind of like do that jump and catch it kind of towards his back shoulder on what is Mm -hmm. a a ten yard out, where if you lead him forward a little bit, you know, so he can catch it in stride, he turns and heads up the sideline rather than getting hit right away.
1: That it, was a, that was that was actually another highlight that I saw too was that um, he was doing an out a ten yard out to Amari Rodgers, and he actually led him too far to the outside, which is where you wanna you wanna miss that's to where the you're outside, gonna miss, yeah, right. So to to your point, there yeah. there were other plays where he kind of he's trying to find that, like he's got to get somewhere in between where you were Mm -hmm. saying like the halfway into the catch versus overthrowing him. And I mean, they skipped off Mario Rogers fingertips. Like it was just barely overthrown. So.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing is, is like, you're just trying to find that, that spot where he's able to put that ball where it's going to allow the receiver to keep running or to protect Mm -hmm. themselves. Uh, Protecting yourself is one of the big ones. Throwing a guy to the ground rather than letting him get hit in the head is one of those things that people learn. Um, But yeah, like you said, he was out there with uh, Malik Taylor who was the best looking guy out there and then Begelton the and what was it Hazelton and um I try to think who the other receiver out there with him right there. It sounds oh. like a Starbucks order by the way. It was Ben yeah.
1: Hazelton.
0: Yeah. Taylor. Yes. Taylor and uh, with a a there but please. yeah. Yeah. But I mean this is against the number 12 dvoa defense in the league last year with a very good defensive backfield with uh, Trey White and and you know having uh, Micah Hyde out there who we would love to have been able to keep but yeah no it's why it's, yeah i mean that's that's a good defense playing at yeah. home and for half a football we were right there and if the difference is instead of throwing the ball into the end zone like that on a wasted first down play we you know, were we able to hold on to the ball, not lose it and get that done. Um and avoid a couple of the things. It could have easily been 13-10 at halftime with all of our back ex- except for our center. You
1: know, like mm. who needs the t- who needs snaps? Yeah, cuz he, he's, he's a rookie. A rookie and he he and needs to be starting. Yeah.
0: Um but yeah, he look he looks solid. Um, no. Kylan Hill looks nice.
1: Um, I was going to ask yeah. you about him. I, I'm, I'm thinking we got, uh, Aaron Jones of this draft in the seventh round, man, like it, he's got some upside to him.
0: Like he's got some, he's, he's got a good, um, just a good energy. I love, there was a picture where it's like side by side. I think it was B- Pete Bukowski who put it up it Was him and, um, Jamal Williams, both with the, the hair and the like you know, getting up after having a helmet knocked off, and they're just like head up and just screaming. And they looked, I was like, yeah. This is the same dude, just different numbers. Yeah. And yeah. He is different faces. Well, and obviously. Wilson, Jamal
1: Williams was a higher draft pick than Aaron Jones was, too, wasn't he?
0: Yes. Yes, he was.
1: They, they were the same draft. Jamal was three, and he, Jones was five. Yeah.
0: And or then four, there was four and five. There was another guy actually out of Utah State in there, too. I'm trying to remember who that was off the top of my head. And yeah. then Dexter Williams, I don't know that he's I think this is the end of his career in Green Bay. Um it's been okay. I mean he'll
1: he'll looks good though, man. I yeah. think he's gonna be I mean, talk about a
0: Steal talk yeah. about a
1: walk talk about a walk off shot with the seventh round draft pick, man. Right. That dude and not only that, he's playing chip shoulder, man, because he is he figured he was gonna get picked in like the third, fourth round, too, on top of it. Well and the number of people yeah.
0: too who are like, hey, you got him in the seventh anyone else regretting paying so much for Aaron Jones to have Aaron Jones too sitting behind him? I was like, eh, I don't know.
1: What Aaron Jones wasn't Aaron Jones until the second season anyway. So when but,
0: they actually used yeah. him cause McCarthy didn't use him.
1: Right. And Aaron yeah. Jones has r- relatively low miles on him and hasn't taken a lot of big hits in his career. So yeah. Aaron Jones will be just fine. Well, but yeah, I know it's nice to have him because you don't know with Dylan cause that dude's a bruiser and you don't know, like, all it takes is one time of him not being of him not being the hammer and being the nail, yeah. and you know <laughs> he's got a lot of he's got he's he's already got some tread off the tires as yeah. a you know fairly unused. So you know it's nice to have another one behind him, especially because sorry, I know we have it's we talked about it last week. It's Aaron Rodgers. It, it, it's Matt Lafleur's offense, and he has to deal with Aaron Rodgers being here, so he has to throw it. Otherwise, they'd be running it all the time.
0: Or I don't. I mean, to a degree, yes, but mm-hmm. yeah. You got to be able to throw in this league. And I think he likes the run throw kind of mix that they do. But yeah, right. he likes running it off of that run game either way. Yeah. Anyhow, we'll talk more about getting ready for this, uh, Saints game next week. Cause there isn't a Packer game this week. Like we said, um, cuts aren't finalized. They will be finalized tomorrow or whatever day you're listening to us. So you probably already see them cause, uh, it's August 31st is the day for cuts mm-hmm. and then they won't play on Labor Day weekend. It'll just be for college football. So, if we're going to talk college football, let's start well, looking sideways. at the Badgers. <laughs> <laughs> this is a professional organization. Uh, yeah, Badgers get Penn State. This is the. I'm trying to think of a bigger week one for the Badgers than this. Um, I I'm mean, trying to
1: think of a bigger week one in college this weekend. Is there a bigger game this weekend?
0: Uh, Al- well, the people are going to push Alabama versus Miami, but I don't think Miami is going to stay in that game for very long. I don't think Miami is yeah. very good. But people like it because it's a name people remember it from when we were kids. Miami was mm-hmm. Miami was scary, like like scary good and scary because it was a team of criminals.
1: Like yeah, they were they were <laughs> they could have all gone to jail at any time. So
0: it was kind of funny. Like, did you watch the um what was it, the the U uh, thirty for thirty
1: that they put together? Ah, uh, yeah, I did. It's the guy who uh, a did a while ago. It's been a little bit, so that was the Jimmy Johnson. You right? That, well, it, yeah. it's
0: not just it's all of them, like Schnellenberger, mm-hmm. Jimmy Johnson, even Dennis Erickson and stuff like that. And they went through all those years, and it was it was interesting because, man, when they were talking about like those later years, they they would talk about that because they had the Catholic versus convicts game, mm-hmm. which everybody was oh, yeah. and the Miami players talk about. That, they're like that was so mean. I couldn't believe that they're talking about us. Like, we're all a bunch of convicts. And then, like, just a little bit later, like, yeah, we were mean. We came from tough places. I know we used to go out and steal radios after practice. Like, you can't be that angry that they called you convicts. And then in the same interview, talk about how you stole radios out of people's cars to sell. Right. Like, you, it's like, yeah, they they calling you convicts. It was like a lot of you did get convicted of stuff. Like, own who you are. Know who you are. It's, yeah. It just is what it is. So one, one,
1: one, one, one could say that uh the Tim Tebow uh uh Florida Gators was Catholics Catholics with convicts yeah, on the same team.
0: <laughs> well he's yeah, he's not Catholic. He's, his dad's ministry is actually specifically converting Catholics to quote unquote Christianity.
1: Yeah, I know. Is... <laughs> Any, but, yeah, and he was, but he was turning to Hernandez and uh Oh and, and oh. Riley, yeah, Riley Cooper. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Riley Cooper, that's what it They was. had
0: the picture yeah. of all of them together like during some warm up and somebody's just like, you know, a minister, oh, a racist, and a murderer walk into a bar, and you're like,
1: Ooh <laughs> Yikes. I like Yikes. that one. That's good. That's but, good.
0: But, yeah, no, it's that's that part's crazy. I don't know about other games like this. This is two top twenty teams. It's twelve versus nineteen. Uh at Camp Randall. Badgers are favored by five and a half. I think at this point is what it looks like. This could be interesting. The big thing is Penn State's going to want to throw the ball uh, because they're bringing back their quarterback. They're bringing back their best receiver. Um, I'm forgetting his name off of my head here. Uh, Jahan Dotson. Uh, so he he had like 884 yards and eight touchdowns last year in the shortened season. So yeah. No, no, no. That's, that, that's what they want to do. They want to start with that and they want to throw the ball. They had not a good offensive line last year, but the good thing is they're bringing them all back, I guess. So, um, yeah, they got a bunch of, they got three seniors on that offensive line and then a, a junior and a sophomore, it looks like right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Bringing back most of the guys they had. They were not a good offensive line I'm trying to see what they had here it's something like they were ranked um 43rd in pass blocking last year at Penn State but you know and they are going to throw so they're going to need to pass block a Badger team that does bring good pressure and can cover it'll be interesting what they do against Jahan Dotson because there have been a couple times that big-time receivers have found a way to make games against Wisconsin awful um Mator Bebe, uh from Illinois, is a guy who I definitely remember causing a lot of pain two years ago for this Badgers team. The baby? Uh, yeah, Mator Baby. Uh shoot, what was his first name? It's like Emmanuel Mator Bebe. And uh, that wow. dude can play. Um They they did hold well no, I'm trying to remember Bateman, I think, was done by last year before he got to the Wisconsin game. But I mean, like, they've held a couple guys in check, but there, there's a couple times like one or two receivers can just find a way to kind of make the game hard. You're not going to worry as much about this team in the run game because they're going to want to throw uh they're returning seven of their eleven starters on defense, but I mean the big one is you know Parsons michael Parsons is gone and that completely changes this defense they they had one of the best defensive players in college football, and now they don't and this this team was a losing team last year. Uh, mm-hmm. so, I mean, they could have gone to a bowl game based on the rules set in place for bowls last year and how it worked, but I don't think they, I think they chose not to, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, no, this, they're still a talented team. They had a bad, rough year. They went four and five, I believe last year, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, but they got to play every game. They played all their games. Wisconsin obviously had that weird part where they had the split up in this season, which really just killed all the momentum, but right. It, they, they look confident, they look ready. They brought back the Badgers brought back so much talent this year. It's a fast team, it's got good receivers, and Burger's going to be good. And, you know, Chaz behind him is gonna be somebody else who's gonna be interesting to watch. So I think that the Badgers are gonna have the ability to run and throw on this team. Yeah. Um I, I think the Badgers are gonna pull us out, but I think there's gonna be a lot of scoring in this game. I mean, the Badger defense is good. And I think that's gonna that's gonna be the difference. Is the Badgers' defense is just way better than Penn State's defense. I think their offense is better than ours, but not by the same extent to which our defense is better than theirs. So I think that that's gonna be the big thing. Yeah, this could be one of those like thirty-one twenty-eight, thirty-five twenty-eight type of games, though. I think I'd love to see the Badgers win this in a blowout because that that's always. I a think the Badgers are gonna to
1: win by at least two touchdowns, John. All right. It's not. I I don't think that that's right. Write write it down. (laughs) Write it down. I I think that there's a lot of pent up aggression from last year's season being uh, a a, a miniature failure, if you will, and not being able to feel the team here and there, and um, it, it just it was a really sad, hard season for the Badgers because. It just nothing was working right. And, you know, once you get, think he got something going, then COVID, then missing games, and blah, 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 blah. The big break in the middle, what was it, three weeks at one point? They weren't even together. Yeah, And then they time. went out and played. What was the team they just got frog stomped by after um, they hadn't been together in three weeks? And everyone's like, oh, up. the badges are a failure. And it's like, these guys didn't see each other for three weeks.
0: Yeah, and they came out and mean, had like... Northwestern and Indiana, who both look pretty good last year, I thought.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I really, I really do think. um, And while we're looking at the background, uh, I have to, I have to apologize for my maybe the biggest college game this weekend. I forgot Clemson's playing Georgia. That's a three-five game. Yeah, that's gonna be good this week as well. So, um, and that's gonna be that'll be a good one. Clemson's gonna win. But uh, and then I was looking through (laughs) the top twenty-five and. For preseason top 25, some odd names in the top 10. Uh, first of all, Texas A&M at six. Uh, only, odd, only odd because, I mean, I know that's why they moved to the SEC.
0: It's just so was, they'll get
1: ranked even when they're not that good. Right. Yeah. Number seven, ISU, Indiana State University, in the top 10 to start a season, John. Do you mean Iowa like, State? Iowa State is number okay. seven. I in
0: Indiana for a second. I was like, what?
1: Oh no, I, I, I might have. I meant I meant because Indiana's down the list. But anyways, but yeah, Iowa State's number seven. That's crazy. Because usually they like sneak in the top twenty five at the end of the year. Cincinnati eight. Yeah, they were very good last year. That's been a pretty decent right. team. Bring them into the I, big ten. It, these are these State. are non, these are like non traditional ones. Number ten, North Carolina. North Carolina's oh. the number ten team preseason. Which poll are you looking at? A P top twenty five. AP
0: top twenty five is Northwestern at ten. Well, then they've got stuff wrong on North Carolina yes. at 18 or am I, maybe it's, this is the last, no, is the last year's season. I'm sorry. Yeah. apologies. thank I, you. It was, John, very, it was very your error.
1: I, I always do. <laughs> but then the other ones that are in here that are just killing me, uh, Indiana being at number 17, Indiana just being ranked is unbelievable because right. our entire lives, they've never been good. And then, um, uh, uh, University of Louisiana at number twenty three, and what is CCU? Colorado, no, no, no. Coastal Carolina is number twenty two. The Chanticleers. Yep. the Chanticleers. yeah, I that's that's crazy. <laughs> Those are, I mean, teams we've never seen preseason top twenty five, much less Iowa State sitting at number seven to start the season. That's nuts. Like, just in my head. And then, of course, I mean, top five is Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, OSU, and Ohio State, and uh, Georgia. So that, I mean, that's par. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is what it is. So No, it's just yeah. funny. It's just fun seeing, like, other teams up there. That's interesting. Especially uh, the Raging Cajuns in the top 25. Yeah.
0: They usually end up there. Uh, didn't they beat Texas
1: last year? I'm trying to remember.
0: This year they'll be Probably. playing them at... uh is it DRK or whatever? The, they'll be playing at Mid Texas, so that'll be. I mean, will not
1: be happy until Ooh la la, go go. Is playing matches. UTEP in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> oh jeez, you will
0: never my be t- happy.
1: My, my my your favorite your favorite NCAA football team on uh, PlayStation versus my favorite team. That is pretty fantastic. Hey, yeah. UTEP won five straight national championships on NCAA football 2020-2013. <laughs> Thank will, you.
0: Hopefully we'll have that game again next year is the, the yeah. outlook? So we're, we're very excited for that here uh, on this show. We're, we're big fans of the college football video game.
1: So. Aaron Jones and Jordan Palmer are very happy to hear that that is my favorite team. <laughs> Both UTEP alumni. We
0: there went to their stadium. You know, I don't yeah, know if we you did. went in there. I, I actually went in there. It's completely unlocked. I just walked in, walked around the stadium for a while.
1: It's a cool stadium. It's built in a valley between two bluffs. Like It's like, in the cut, mountain. It's like cut into the rock. Yeah, like it's, they. It's, it's like just a little tiny valley between two little peaks in the uh, Roosevelt Mountain Range, or Franklin Mountain Range down there. And they just cut a bowl out of it and put a stadium in there. It's pretty sweet. And it's and like, as a crosswise, g- a mile away from Mexico.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you can see out the front, there's one of the other hills along the other side has a big M on it. Kind of like what Platteville does. Also, um, yeah. uh, New Mexico state does the same thing. They got a big A for Aggies up on a hill, you yeah. know, <laughs> are on there. Yeah. But yeah, also it's, um, what I, I thought was fun is all the bus stops, the rain shield over it is that miners pickaxe on each side and then connected yeah. by a, a shield over the top. I Love thought it. that was just kind of
1: and, and while and while uh, New Mexico State Stadium is not nearly as impressive as uh, what is that the Sun Bowl is that what they call that down in uh, UTEP is the yeah Sun U- Bowl. T-
0: yep
1: right the Sun Bowl yeah yep. so the Sun Bowl is cool to see because it's built into the mountains it's all of, yeah. all of UTEP is like built into the mountains there in uh, El yeah. Paso um, uh, New, uh, New Mexico State not so much that's just kind of built on the flats on the other side of those mountains but those two universities are. 15 miles apart from each other, 15 20 miles apart from each other, it's not They're even that close. far away. And New
0: Mexico and state uh, has real grass out there in the They have real desert.
1: grass and they have the the beautiful the backside of uh the same mountain range. It's just absolutely gorgeous. It's one of yeah. the most beautiful places on earth. It's Well, it's, and it's because it's, it's, it's an agricultural
0: unreal. university, they have like orchards and everything everywhere around that that city of uh, Las right.
1: Cruces. Because cause they're technically yeah. in the uh, uh, Rio, Rio Grande, Rio Bravo, depending upon which side of the border you're on. Yeah. They're in that river valley, and there's actually lots of vineyards down there right where that hooks a hard, uh, hard east turn and starts going towards the Gulf. Mm-hmm. And so right you know, on the other side of El Paso, on the back side of the mountains, there are a lot of orchards and stuff down there. But if you've ever seen the movie Cars, if you've got kids, like the mountains <laughs> that they... Yeah, the yeah. Um, Radiator Springs is basically Las Cruces. It really is like but there's smaller. just these big, beautiful mountains in the background and those mountains too. And if you go on the other side where white sands, missile ranges and where we did the, uh, um, uh, Vietnam Memorial death march, it's some of the most beautiful mountains you'll ever see in your life. It's, it's absolutely cool. crazy. Like if cool you place. haven't been there, get there, do it. It's a cool place. It's very, yeah. no, very, no country for old men.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so I think I, I think we both think at this point that the Badgers are going to beat Penn State. Uh, I really hope it's more like what you say. I think there's a real chance it gets out of hand because I think, like again, I just think this Badgers
1: defense is so so good, and ba- uh, and Badger home games too. And like I said, I think yeah. chip on the shoulder is going to. I'm really, play a I guess, part.
0: the one thing I'm surprised at is that this game is, is like is just a regular noon, well, you know, eleven o'clock noon type game. It's like, wow, this seems like it should be a night game, but. Is what it is. We'll see how this goes. It should be an interesting start to the year, and then we'll we move into. Well, I'm guessing. I'm
1: guessing the afternoon game is probably Alabama, Miami, and then the night game is probably Georgia Clemson. Right? Is that the probably? But I I mean, it's
0: like for a Big Ten game, you'd figure Big Ten Network could get them on and play this as a as a night game. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just thought that you know, twelve versus nineteen is a pretty great. I guess technically week two of the college football season because they had all the the games this week already. But yeah, it'll be interesting. Well, to it's
1: see. it's not on Big Ten; it's on Fox. That's yeah, why, right, right? It's it's the first game of the lineup against for Fox. So, I mean, I'd rather it. take a nat- I'd rather take a nationally televised game at noon than a Big Ten game at eight o'clock at night. So, yeah, we'll see.
0: Uh, we did get to watch Nebraska just completely show us that they aren't ready to play football this year. That was a very weird game, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if that means that former Badger coach Bielema has actually got that team as an okay Illinois team, or if this is just that bad of a Nebraska team. Um, it could have been way worse, just they they managed to come back at the end. I don't know if you watched any of that one, though, Aaron. No, I, I did not, John. Sorry. Okay. No, that's fine. It's It was just a weird game. Sort of game to see. Just looking at the competitors of the Big Ten West who were playing this week, and we'll see how that goes. We'll how that goes. <laughs> there is some other news for for the Big Ten. Here is the idea that uh, who is it? Wanstead's talked about it, and a couple other people have mentioned it. That there's a good chance KU, the University of Kansas, though it's still KU, uh, and Iowa State might be moving to the Big Ten soon. I don't. I mean, like. The more the merrier. I don't know. It's it's just going to be that way. That's just kind of the future of football is. Um, they're going to pick the carcasses of these dead teams. I mean, like the Big East <laughs> bit it first. They were the weakest in, in the group, and that herd called itself. Um, right. And the Big 12 has been the weakest of the conferences for a bit now. I mean, like they're fun to look at because they are straight up offense and no defense. I mean, it's a right. fun, flashy kind of thing. It but it's a dying conference and everybody was planning to find a way to leave. And and everybody bent over backwards to make sure Texas got a larger payment than the other teams in that conference. Right. And,
1: and, well, and it also, it also coincides, but well, that didn't help either, but it also coincides with the death of Texas football and Nebraska football, like yeah. Nebraska football and Texas football, Texas hasn't been good since Vince, uh, Vince. Um, I was going to say Vince Carter. Vince Young, um, yeah. Vince, Vince Young left. Yeah. and I can't remember the last time Nebraska was any good. The uh, last
0: time and they so, and, and played and they, in the, title they, were game, the key,
1: yeah. they were the cornerstones of the Big Twelve, you know. So and well, and once and along, once it became with Oklahoma, Oklahoma,
0: Texas, rather than Oklahoma, Nebraska, then Nebraska really kind of lost interest there, and yeah. then yeah, they lost AM, they lost um, Nebraska, they lost Colorado. I and mean, then they added in TCU. But, yeah, I mean, still, they were just trying to bend over backwards for Texas. Now Texas is just trying to find a way to, I don't know, like they think that they're going to do better uh, by being in the SEC. And I don't know that it's going to be the magic it thinks it is.
1: Where, where's Where's OU going in this whole mess, by the
0: way? Oklahoma's going to follow them to the SEC.
1: Oh, that's right. That was the other team that was going. To. I'm sorry. That was. A, that yeah, seems like a weird. very ignorant uneducated question I'm sorry I knew that so I know it's I mean that would have been nice a place. nice part to have in uh, Big Ten West I not know oh, why yeah. but
0: yeah <laughs> yeah but I mean like Iowa State looks good if I mean if we're gonna just start doing this I mean the the big twelve is just they're not there's an alliance of the other three major conferences and the SEC basically mm-hmm. there three conferences are tired of the fact that ESPN has been trying to find ways to pull everything towards the SEC. And they're like, just shut up already. You know, like we're going to start controlling the votes on these things and we're going to do this, this and this. And yeah, that SEC, even though it's odd because the Big Ten is actually the the largest conference in terms of you know viewers and money. Like it is the you know, if you join seriously, if Notre Dame joined the Big Ten, they would make more money. Than what they make mm-hmm. now with their own private contract, they would make more money yeah. in the Big Ten because the Big Ten makes money hand over fist, it's and all the other teams play. In the and
1: all their other teams play in the Big Ten. Yeah, all their all the other sports
0: and playing the Big Ten. Yeah, the uh, this is the thing is, it's like they need to be careful because the ACC, I think they know the writings on the wall because the SEC will post them next. Mm-hmm. They know it. They know they're the once we destroy the Big Twelve. Cause they will do that. Like the big 12 it's days are numbered. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't know what else they're going to do. They go back to a big eight. Are they going to pull in, I don't know, Texas, you, know, UTEP, um, Texas, Utep, San Antonio, uh, San Antonio, uh, Boise state. Well, SMU is already in there. Yeah. No, they're not. Yeah. They're still, um, in yeah. the uh, American athletic or com- no, their conference. Boise, USA Boise
1: state. I hope the big 10 gets Boise state. Cause I love Boise state. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I want the Big 10 to pull in just pull in Cincinnati. They they can be in there and another one of those teams. I don't and, know. And
1: and then and then they all hook up and instead of having the Big 10 network, they all sign a contract with FSN or FS1 and instead of ESPN and now you actually have nationally, t- nationally televised football games. There you go. How about that? Yeah, Make good. it easy to watch your games, people.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. Uh in terms of everything else in Wisconsin sports, uh You know, the Brewers had, you know, I guess they had their first big series loss in quite a while. And it's, it's one of those weird things where it's like, man, the Brewers are what they're two and eight against uh, the combination of the Minnesota twins and Kansas city Royals. The Royals. Yeah. Who are not good. Those are two not good
1: teams. It's just like, what what is going on here? I I didn't even look it up today. One of my coworkers, Matt Tracy, uh, brought up uh, with me today. He's a huge Brewers fan. He's like, have the Brewers been swept this year? And I'm like, well, they lost a two-game series to the Royals. Twice, yeah. Twice. I'm like, so technically those are sweeps per se. Yeah. But I'm like, so have they been swept by any other? I mean, maybe back in April, like when they weren't scoring runs, they might have gotten swept in the series. But otherwise, like the Brewers are pretty much, this is what good pitching does for you. You avoid the big, long losing streaks. You won't get on these eight, nine, ten game losing streaks, you know, even seven game losing streaks midseason because you have good pitching that will pull you out of it. And that's what happened against the Twins, too. Yeah, it just they lost the first two on the on the coming off of losing game three against the Reds. And, uh, you know, they still pulled it off yesterday, which Bruce fans should be yeah. happy about.
0: The Phillies. There's a four game sweep by the Phillies. Um, that's right. May I mean, 3rd through the 6th.
1: I remember that one too. You the minute you said that, I knew exactly where. I knew it was a four game sweep too. That's right. I yeah. forgot about that one. Yeah, I'll tell. I got. I got to tell Tracy. That's about the only too. one Anyways. I can
0: see. I mean, they have been winning just series after series after series. It seems like um, right. And
1: they and what's weird to Brewers fans is like, oh my god, this is the end of the world because they lost three games. That's because they don't lose more than two games in a row ever.
0: Yeah, it's, and it's pretty rare. And
1: and, and they lost. The last game of a series they won, and then they lost the first two games of the next series and then still salvaged the series, like not to get swept. And so yeah, not to get swept.
0: But yeah, I mean, the other thing is that the Reds didn't they didn't make hay on on the, the
1: they didn't help themselves. The no.
0: series lost to the twins. It's still eight and a half back for Cincinnati. Uh, the Cardinals just don't look like they've got it in, in any way at this point. Um, but yeah, no. The Brewers have a rough stretch to finish this year. They're they're in a series with the Giants now. We're not going to see the end of that one here today while we're recording no. because it's on the West Coast and they start at midnight or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, it they starts sta- at eight. They
1: start tomorrow morning at six, John. That's yeah. how Australia works. <laughs> it's San Francisco's near Australia, right, or Japan or yeah. something. I don't know. Well, that's like when I first moved down here to Janesville. They said I could work out of Eau Claire to start with because that was, you know, real close to oh, Superior. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you that's right. I'll just, commute, I'll just commute to Eau Claire every day. It'll but be, it'll be fine.
0: Four game series with the Giants here, and then you get a chance to get the Cardinals and Phillies at home, and uh, you know, make up for that, su- that sweep by the Phillies early on in Philadelphia. Get them back here. And uh, sweep them at the at Amfam there, you know. Just you gotta do something here. They're, they're going to win.
1: They're, they're going to win this series against the Giants. I have a feeling. I really do. I think they might
0: split it. It'll depend on a couple things. Like yeah, that. really a, a
1: split, sh- a split. I mean, a, a split would be nice, but I'm. You think they're gonna three? You, because they should have beat the Giants in the last series in they Milwaukee. Really have. They really should have. They are one. one bad turnaround catch. By Aviel Garcia, a missed catch by uh, Garcia in right field from winning that series. Yeah, then they were they're again, they were like three again, plays I away from. I have to preface him. this with it was not Aviel Garcia's fault that they lost the game. There was lots of other factors that went into it. I'm just saying that if he catches that ball, the game's over and done. You know, it's yeah. not his fault. But yeah, yeah,
0: no, it is what it is. And then we'll see kind of how this that I mean, that's the big one here because then you get the Cardinals for three, Phillies for three. You get to play at the Indians, uh, then at Detroit. They have actually several days off too down the stretch. So mm-hmm. they had some Which tough times cool. before, but they they've got um four days off in in September here, and you know like they got a a third you know a Monday off, two games against the Tigers, and then a, a Thursday off, and then they get to play. Seriously, just uh, they get three games uh 10 straight home games. Cubs, Cardinals, Mets. Um Remember when yeah. we
1: thought this Cubs series at the end of the se- at the end of the season would be a big deal. Anyways. Right.
0: But right. Then what's going to end the season is of course playing the Dodgers and hopefully right. that series doesn't mean anything. Because the biggest <laughs> thing will be whoever doesn't win the West uh is going to have to play a wild card play-in game, right? Like a right. one game Yeah. Against
1: probably the Reds, yeah, and I hope it's the Dodgers playing the playing game because the Dodgers have the Brewers' number, and the Brewers have proven that they can play the 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 Giants. So I mean, (laughs) and the Brewers took three out of four
0: in L or against L A. Whenever the the first series, though, so I mean, like they can play with anybody in this
1: league. I would prefer not to play the Dodgers in the playoffs. I I also agree. (laughs) <laughs> can we not play? Can we not play that team in the playoffs? Right. We'll play anybody else. Also, them, or the, one card- them or the Cardinals.
0: Please, also, it's a one-game series, which is the thing where you're like, oh man, I don't, I don't want to be involved in a one-game series. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's something to be avoided. Uh, right now, yeah, it's. I'm trying to see get into the actual just wild card standings here. Uh, I think they are. Yeah, Cincinnati's there. Uh, St. Louis is two and a half back of them. Philadelphia's three back in the wild card. It's right now the Dodgers are twelve ahead of Cincinnati, so it really is just like San Diego's a game back of Cincinnati at this point. If 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 it's going to be the Dodgers and the Padres in a one game playoff to see which one of them gets to go play at the the Giants, that could wow. Right. And then the speaking, Brewers could get a series against Atlanta.
1: Speaking of feeding up. Speaking of feeding off carcasses, everybody in the West just picking away at picking wins away from uh, the Diamondbacks.
0: I want to get this one of the other teams that is kind of in this. They're six and a half out of the wild card and seven and a half out of being the NL least leader, which which Mm -hmm. is significant, obviously. But Mm -hmm. they were a team that a lot of people thought might have a chance in this East, and the Brewers most likely at this point uh, to face the East champion at this point in the playoffs. It seems mm. like the most likely outcome. Nothing's guaranteed in any point, obviously, but you know whatever it is. Um the Mets are in third place in the East, and man oh man, they went out to go give up actual stuff to get Javi Baez from the Cubs. Your your,
1: your boy Baez uh, there is being just an absolute uh he's the yeah.
0: worst.
1: He is yeah, out if nobody's sure. following
0: this He is essentially like he's upset because they were booed for being bad. They are losing. They are 28 runs in the deficit. Uh, They have when
1: they get hits. Now when they get hits him and uh, who's the other guy on the team that he plays with? I forget. It's. uh... Oh, uh, yeah. The other guy they signed Lindor, is it Lindor? Who's his buddy? Like whenever they get a hit, they thumbs down the crowd now. Yeah, like your celebration
0: is. I hate these fans.
1: Like, what? A I mean, you, you've, you, you, you have just rocketed past Manny Machado for the biggest d bag in Major League Baseball. they're, I mean, by
0: they're the not way. trying to hurt anybody, but to to boo the fans. How fragile are you? Yeah. Like, see, like,
1: see I, at least I can chalk up Machado to trying to win. Yeah, and, ch- and cheating to try and win a game. Right, like at least I can could see the competitive nature in that. Booing your fans and making fun of your fans—that's that's some bush. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it, it's just it, it so
0: is. weak. It's hard to even comprehend. Just well, now they're already talking about weird... too, like
1: the the Cubs are planning. Out, like, there's already talk about the Cubs signing him back in the offseason. Good, he's not that great. He's uh, they a good fielder. Got a whole bunch of stuff, and and there's all this talk that you know they talked him into. We're going to trade you. And we're gonna get a whole bunch for you as a rental and then we're gonna sign you back in the off season. Yeah. 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 That's uh, that's collusion. But yes, the Mets, yeah, they're they they're, I don't they're think... wonderful dumpster fire.
0: Yeah, they've fallen completely apart. And it started with that trade. Like they are <laughs> they've had a lose they're like five and twelve since he got there, or something like that. They're three and seven in their last ten. Yeah. Just, just, he has not helped that team, and he just makes everything worse around that. It just kills a locker room to have somebody like that. But yeah, we'll see how this all goes. Brewers continuing to, to do well. We're really, really going to have to talk about this giant series because this is going to be huge in terms of what, what the rest of the season is going to look like. Brewers up now, knock on wood, but. Man, late runs killed the Brewers the first time they played the Giants. So hopefully we'll get something here. Getting yeah. Burns today, thing which is fantastic, just to help out. Woodruff tomorrow. Uh, and then it looks like they're scheduled to have <coughs> Brett Anderson and then Lauer to finish this off. So if we yeah. can get these first two, man, get some run support for, for Burns here today, and that would be fantastic. Burns. But yeah, Burns
1: see. Oh, hey, uh, uh, on-air fun. production meeting, John. Uh, it just <laughs> dawned on me. Um, might have to have a Tuesday show next week because I am going to be at the Labor Day game against the Phillies. Okay, yeah, I'll
0: be out Monday anyhow
1: too. <laughs> you can leave that in the podcast, you know, just <laughs> that way that'll foreshadow when we have a we have a podcast. Yeah, it'll be on, a Tuesday uh, podcast. Tuesday.
0: I'm going to be out. We're taking the kids to Twin Cities so we're not going to have anything like that. Um, All right, Sweet. we're kind of up against it at the end here. But the one thing I do want to point out before we go is UW volleyball is back on. If you find yep. it on the Big Ten Network, you should sit down and watch them. It's fantastic. The number two ranked Big Ten Badger, or, you know, Badgers here, they went out and played number ten Baylor and took them down three to one. The second game, right. they won 25 to seven in the second game. I've Ooh. never seen that in college volleyball. That, I mean, especially two versus ten. It's just crazy. That's a um, proper butt kicking. Yeah, they beat up TCU three straight sets uh, in the first uh, uh, whatever game they had. The first match, I bet, bet
1: you TCU got to ten points in all the games.
0: They did. Just yeah, 20,
1: twenty-five to seven. That's that is out behind the is, woodshed. That's that is hard. <laughs> Number
0: ten team in the country just getting taken behind the woodshed. Uh, fantastic. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna have to get down there. They've done some. They're working on some revamping for the field house to try to improve the the venue there so i'm excited to see when those get up i don't think they did it yet but that's the plan um it has been a very quick turnaround um because the the last season ended so late because they moved it towards the uh the i heard, winter I heard and... that
1: they're either done or almost done and then we're not going to fact check you right now because it's late in the show <laughs> but I, I thought i heard on i thought i heard on uh, 1070 the other day that it's actually done so fantastic
0: i gotta get down let, and me and know. I, let me know stuff. i'd
1: love to take the kids to a volleyball game you gotta fantastic. be cheaper it's than a good. Brewers game.
0: All right, everybody. Thank you again for joining us this week. All of our wonderful fans around Bye. the the country and around the world. Uh, just glad to have you with us for another week. And uh, remember, of course, you can follow this show on Twitter at Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host, and you can follow Aaron at cheddartalk. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always. On Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Johnny one or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening, and on Wisconsin.